0: Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I find it really spooky that they haven't made Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion movie.
1: Oh, it's a good one. I'm Kevin, and I've been reading a shitload of Junji
2: Ito. And this is Potter, and I'm super into Korn's uh, Kidnapped the Santa Claus remake right now.
0: All right. The
1: what? It's a song, Korn. No. The right? Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. A
2: bunch of uh, metal bands and some other artists went through and uh, did covers of the entire Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. And Korn's Kidnapped the Sandy Claus has been in my head for weeks now.
0: Oh, is that why I saw a video on YouTube of people playing the Christmas Town song or whatever? Probably. Probably. Okay. So, yeah. Cool.
2: So, tonight, so, a topic of conversation... We are going to surprise, surprise, talk about infinity, but specifically the rules are out for N4. We've got the books in front of us, so we are going to be going through the N4 rules.
1: Well, maybe maybe not going through. No, all we're not. Through, we're, we're, not we're, we're through it through our our perspective, right? right like right. we'll be like talking about N four and why we're excited about it and stuff like that. I think. <laughs> I think if we <laughs> would sound like chumps if we went
0: through the rules. Yeah. If you want, if you want to hear people going through the rules, uh, go listen to Maya Cast uh, or White Noise. Yeah. yeah. Tony just Did that. That's not our our yeah. shtick. <laughs> we play way cool. too many games to do that. Um. So. Hobby progress, huh? What have you guys been up yeah, to? Yeah,
1: hobby progress. So I'll go first. I've been painting uh, in October, I've been painting Crisis Protocol miniatures. Um, so thus far, I painted uh, Miles and I painted Agent Black Widow. And then over the last two weeks, I got into the, the spooky uh, mindset and I started painting both Green Goblin and Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah, yeah Green I love Goblin that. Was nice. that. October dropped and you're suddenly painting. Green Goblin. I thought. I was like, yeah, I have
1: to. I have to. I mean, if I'm going to be carving pumpkins, I need to paint the guy throwing
0: pumpkins. Hell yeah,
2: dude! You and you did a great job on them too.
0: How about you, Putter? What you been hobbying?
2: Um, I've not been doing too much painting. Surprise, surprise. But uh, I've been catching, trying to catch up on my MCP backlog of models to build. I got, uh, I got Doctor Strange and Wong. Uh, They're built now um my kids got uh Miles and uh, Spider-Ghost so I work, worked with them and built them and then I picked up uh Daredevil and uh Bullseye the other day so I got those built um nice. painting side of things I got my first tag for N4 uh got wow. him all built up and I do have him fully base coated he has all of his base coats on him so now it's just going through the the premise of bringing those up to those highlights and making them you know look good at this point
1: he looks cool already man that Seraph is a rad model
2: yeah i once like i really liked it when i built the model and then getting my paint scheme on it has really made it come alive for me so i'm i'm super excited to start getting some paint
0: on it yeah it it looks really good man i'm i'm excited to see how that ends up
2: yeah so i mean he's gonna go on the table wednesday so but he won't be fully painted by then but i've got a game scheduled for wednesday so that'll be my first yeah my first game of n4 uh nice. and my first my first game with a tag so it's gonna
0: be fun nice that's exciting yeah. uh let's see for me uh assuming you're done you're done i'm done i'm done okay
2: i have nothing else to contribute
0: all right. For me, I did finish painting my uh, Morat and got it submitted into the MayaCast painting competition. It was without a doubt the worst entry of the bunch. Aww. However, 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 I finished it. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not win anything, but that's okay. Uh, I won the joy of a painted model. Yeah, and then, and, it, and it motivated you through it. Exactly, exactly. It kept me going uh, and and getting her painted up and done, so I'm totally stoked about that. And it also gave me the chance to test out how I want the Morats to look, and I'm very happy with how they look and how they'll blend into the overall combined army scheme that I'm going for. Uh, But then after I finished that, I jumped right into, uh, much like Chris, uh, I'm painting my overdrawn tag uh, for combined because it's tag season, yeah, I'm really excited to have a tag and have tags be seemingly useful. Yep. So uh, I decided that was going to be next, e- even though I'm like, oh, there's plenty of smaller things that I should be painting, and then use this guy as motivation to get through them. But I couldn't wait. These these tags are just too nice of showpiece centerpiece models to not get some paint on them, man. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm really stoked that it seems like they will see more table time in general in N4 as we get into that today. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, they've always been out there and they've never really been used. And I think they can really uh, offer a reason for people to come look at Infinity on the table other than just the massive amounts of terrain.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say this, guys. I'm... Uh a little bit jealous of your guys' singular focus in Infinity. Oh, man.
0: I wish I could do it. Well, you're uh, MCPing, and you're also doing your, uh, call it your Kings of War, right?
1: Yeah. And then also I've got, you know, a couple Infinity models left to paint. Plus, yeah. I just, uh, because I, I am, I have a problem. I bought the, <laughs> the Wayfarer starter for the Drowned Earth. Oh, I forgot I about ba- that. I base, <laughs> I base them and prime them, uh, mostly just cause there's a, you know, there's a local dude who's interested in playing it. So in the case that, you know, we were going to be able to have a game at some point, I just wanted to have them at least based so that I could take them somewhere and play a game. Right. Um, if that was going to pop off. I don't know when I'll get them painted. Um, But I'm really excited to build a board for the the Drowned Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because it's, I mean, I think a Drowned Earth table also works well in Infinity. If you, like, consider it from the position that, like, like, for me, what I would be doing is building a, like, uh, military base that was reclaimed by the jungle. Right. Um, And there's plenty of reasons for an Infinity firefight to go down in that scenario. Absolutely.
0: And that's one of the things, like, Infinity, everybody wants to build cities and stuff. But, man... Like let let's get out into the middle of nowhere. Let's have you know we have all these planets to explore. Let's get onto some jungle ones and
1: yeah yeah. So, so that's that's kind of where I'm at, where my thinking is. Yeah, uh, is and, the, and and the Drowned Earth is or is another one of those Infinity Light style games, and the miniatures are just like. Man, they're so good. Like it's a,
2: it's a pretty dense uh, terrain setup as well too for Drowned Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah, as yeah. dense
1: or more dense than Infinity for the same reason. Even because the shooting is super deadly and there are reaction mechanics. Right. Um, someday we'll talk about the Drowned Earth, um, but uh, we have to
0: talk about Carnival first. <laughs> yeah. The uh, ultimate. Someday we'll get to this game.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. We just keep kicking that can down the road. Um, but guys, Infinity, let's bring it back on track here.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we talk about Infinity, we do need to talk about a contest we want to run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Let's not forget that. All right. So here, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to run a contest, and we're going to run it through January. So as soon as you listen to this, you have between now and the first of the year, probably, unless we extend the deadline a little bit to get started. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit at each show. Um, so we're going to be running a contest for Star Breach. Uh, and very soon, actually, we'll have a Star Breach episode out that you'll be able to hear. Um, unless it came out before this and time is weird. Anyway, um, we'll have that Star Breach episode out. But what it, it should, is is it, that we've Kevin, got...
0: Kevin, it, it should be the episode after this one. It'll come out after it.
1: Cool. All right. Anyway, uh, Starbreech episode will be coming uh, and the contest will be a painting contest for war band, for making a Warband in Starbreech because we're excited about it. It's a great mm-hmm. game. We think mm-hmm. everyone should play it. And we think everyone playing with sci-fi minis already has some sort of project planned that they could integrate as a warband. So just let this be a reason to start painting your sci-fi models and possibly a chance to win some really cool order dice. Um, so what we have as prizes is that you'll be able to show off the models, we'll do a little Facebook show thing about them and we'll parade them all in our Discord. The winner will get to choose between two of these special edition Starbreach dice sets. Uh, and then there will be a runner-up that we will give away by a lottery. Mhm. So the rules for the thing, so what I want to say is like your average, I don't want to force people to do too much work to try to like think up their warband and dream it up. So what I want is between six and eight painted sci-fi miniatures with a solid cohesive theme. Uh, and try to base them around something we could imagine as a Star Breach Warband. You don't necessarily need to tell us what uh, faction they belong to, but, you know, that'll be cool if you do, and if you want to write a little story about them, also that will be cool, and we will post it. Uh, But in general, we want at least six, up to eight models. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about this. And we want... Yeah, 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 yeah. So send us, send us uh, four pictures. Basically, one of the four should be a before they're painted picture, and then the other three can be however you want, any kind of cool setup and posing you want, and send them to Three Men in a War Game
0: uh, at gmail.com. Mhm. Yep, and you'll hear uh, more about it, it as we go. But yeah, that's yeah. the that's the basics of it.
1: We'll talk about it each week, and we'll break down those bullet points each week. So, star breach contest, win some dice, uh, and possibly more prizes. There will there the more entries we get, the more chances to throw prizes at you guys there will be. So, please get your intent to submit and your submissions in. And the more submissions we get, the more prizes we'll have out and outside of those those order dice.
0: And let's throw a quick thank you out to Chris from uh, Slow Death Games.
1: Yes, Chris from Slow Death Games is responsible for getting us the uh, promotional dice to give out. So thank you, Chris. Um, and yeah, that's it for now. Uh, and, he's all, uh, so and, yes. and
0: they're also responsible for publishing the Starbridge Star Star Games <laughs> <of physical laughs> copy, and <laughs> yes. and also Wild in the Streets. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're if you're a punk rock kid, you definitely want to check out that game.
1: Yeah, I would I would actually say that while this is a Starbridge contest, if you send us a painted. Uh, Wild in the Streets um, gang, that also counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, um, we, we might have a different prize for you on that one, to be yeah, honest with you.
1: I, actually, I do have different prizes. They're like shanks, uh, like uh, miniature. They're like widgets. They're measuring widgets that are like shanks. Perfect. Um, and I'll give away one of those in any color you want.
0: Get your punk rock shank. But anyway,
1: st- st- Star Breach, paint your, paint your Star Breach stuff. And we'll, again, we'll talk about that more cohesively week to week uh yeah so now infinity y'all infinity and four um yeah so we don't know this is going to be pretty free form compared to our normal conversations I tried to write a rundown like three times and it's very hard to talk about it because a we haven't played in four and b none of us played a ton of n3 right so the place we have to come from is that all of us have read a lot of the rules now right like we're we're pretty head into the rule book I read the full rule book on my vacation last week or two weeks ago, um, so I'm pretty familiar with the rules, and I, I have a my one of my closest gaming buddies is really into it. Like he really wants to get games in over the winter, so I'm highly motivated to be ready to play. How about you guys? You guys have your first games coming up like this week, right? Yep. Yeah, mine's Wednesday. Yours is what tomorrow, Paul? Yeah,
0: I'm playing. I'm playing Tuesday. Yep, helping. Uh can't go to the event myself but helping a friend get ready for it yeah same
2: thing yeah i can't go the we have a tournament uh coming up this uh weekend here in the local raleigh area and unfortunately yeah i might i have my kids this weekend so i don't uh, i don't try and do those things when i've got them and then uh so it's the same thing helping out a friend get his one last practice game in before uh before saturday's tournament
1: cool Right, that's awesome. So let's frame this discussion. So what Infinity, right? So this N4, when we say N4, one of the things I wanna do, because we have a pretty general miniatures audience and I've seen some concern about how the language of Infinity is very difficult. So one of the things that I wanna use this episode for is to talk about how excited we are, talk about why we're excited, but also sort of maybe clear some of the confusion around the game, right? Because the game can be very hard to approach. Mm-hmm. So, so Infinity N4, and why it's called N4 is this is the fourth edition of the game, and it just launched. It's brand new. So, there's this is like the best time to get into Infinity right now. Like, this is a perfect time to get in because A, you have Code One. A, and I will shout from the rooftops that Code One is the ideal way to get into N4. Like, they said it for yeah, months absolutely. leading into N4. But now that I've read the N4 rulebook, I totally understand why. And, and, and I can tell you in a, in, a, in a couple really short sentences here, and, and it, what it really comes down to is that every single rule in code one is part of N4. N4 is like built on the, it's, if you think about it as two cars, right? Uh, Infinity is like uh, the design aesthetic of a, it's like a Toyota Camry right mm-hmm. it's like the car it gets you on the road it gets you to the places but the n4 is the souped up badass lexus right yeah like the same engineering teams the same like core philosophies of the the quality of the car but just all the bells and all the whistles yep i agree
0: yeah that's actually uh, a very good and, analogy there <laughs>
1: Cool. Thank you. I just came up with it. I hope that works. Uh, <laughs> the uh, and, and the other thing, right, is that you never have to you don't have to unlearn anything. Like if right. you play a ton of code one, it all yeah, translates. There's, there's no unlearn it's not like it's yeah. like this in 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 for except for this. Like it's all it all translates.
2: Yeah, all, all you're doing from if you started at code one, all you're doing is just adding in the now. Or yeah, you're the nuanced you know rules that are in there that are are bolted on top of code one so everything you, you you will you will come into n4 already knowing how to play the core game
1: exactly and the other thing i want to state too is that you don't have to stop playing code one like right. if you're comfortable in code one and you look at the infinity rulebook and you're like whoa code like, one no, is, like, code yeah, is
2: still a ton of fun. it's still
1: infinity right yeah um but yeah, so that's the that's the first part of the primer is that you can step into this game very easily now. And there was a before where there was a like solid vertical learning curve, like League of Legends style, now there's this amazing ramp up in code one. So you can get the the core skills and you can get comfortable in the system before you have to step into like before basically before you jump into the deep end. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really, really cool. Yep. Um, no, they did a really yeah. good
2: job designing Code One going into N Four. I, I think they they took a lot of player feedback, um, and you can definitely tell a lot of love and care went into making sure that the transition between the two is very simple and easy for the player.
1: For for sure. Um, so one of you guys wrote book layout as a thing that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> So what do you want to talk about the book layout Paul? So what one do you of want the things
0: Yeah, one of the things that I wanted to mention uh is that they actually laid the book out in a fairly interesting way I thought and I don't know if you saw this if you guys noticed it or not but they're listed as modules. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Right, mm-hmm. so there's there's different modules for different aspects of the game. So you can, so it actually makes it fairly easy for you to find uh, what yeah, you want. Yeah, if you want something know concerned with what movement, you're looking you at, you go to
1: the movement module. Yeah, right? yeah if exactly. You want, if you want combat, you go to the combat module. If you want skills and equipment, you go to the skills or the equipment or the command module. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I want I want I I wanted to make sure that we we talked about that because I feel like. Uh, Especially with the bulk of Infinity, it would be uh, fairly simple for the rulebook to get lost, right? For you to get lost in it, and I think that helps uh, you not, right? With all that, just that little bit of extra uh, information and breakdown. So I thought that was kind of important to at least bring up.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that because, like, even though it is a, it's, it's a. Slimmer rule book than the core in three rule book. It is still 135 pages. Now, some of those are, there are some points in the book where you'll have two, two pages of examples. To show you how to, how a rules interaction works. So, like, they're definitely taking the care to give you those examples and show you how they work. So that way there's no confusion when you get on the gaming table. So there are a couple of those within, spurs out the book, but still 135 pages as easy to get lost into. So it's, it's definitely nice that they've got them broken out in those modules.
1: I, I would say 150. It's 150 before the glossary. Well, like, right.
2: But the, the thing is, that some of them is just like terrain placement and things like that. So, like, where I don't, me personally, I don't look at that as, rules rules. rules right? Fair
0: enough. Fair enough.
2: Because well, I think, some of them I think are the other scenarios. thing too is that. Oh go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, just so saying so some of the you know 150 is where the glossary starts, but then you have scenarios, you have you know terrain placement. To me it ends where you have the terrain rules, which is the very end of the 135, terrain rules
1: 135. Yeah, yeah. and also a thing to note that even with 135 and this isn't like, you know, a lot of people will be like yeah, the rule book is 90 pages, but only 15 of it are, are rules. And then there's a lot of big pictures. Like, nah, not, not motherfucker, it's it's like 100 pages yeah, solid of rules. It, <laughs> is. So it, it is.
2: And it's not overwhelming because of the way that they do it where they take this kind of like – PowerPoint box presentation within the pages. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's easily really easy to disseminated. Read. Yeah. Like you can easily digest this because you can just go, I want to look at what does targeted state mean? And you can just go in and look at that box. And everything for targeted state is in that box.
1: Yeah. And and truthfully, I think you like if you talk about it in that state, you don't even need to go that far into the rules. Like you really only need to go 68 pages into the rulebook which is where the ammunition and weaponry start and from there you can start looking at your army right and you can look at the profiles in your army and then start looking for the specific keywords that you want to understand mm-hmm. and you can start putting that picture together
0: for yourself yep. you want you, you want to know a secret kevin Hmm. that's exactly what i've been doing <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really good way to read the rule book.
0: Yep. Yeah, I just went through, I I put some models that I thought I would be interested in playing uh, fairly early on and started just kind of flipping through to see what their uh, special skills were. Yeah, exactly what I was doing
1: and and you should you should read the first 68 pages though because those are those are the pages that teach you actually how to play the right. game and also uh, hint, hint, a lot of it is code 1. <laughs> okay, I mean the, I think the majority of it is code 1. Yeah, it's code 1.
0: <laughs> now, so, oh, oh let me also point out. Let me like like I know we've we've talked about the good things but since we're just let me let me get the uh, a weird thing about the rule book and this applies to code 1 as well. Uh, when you open up the book, there's a, like, sample game? Don't. Just ignore it. Pretend it's not ignore there. Ignore it. Says Why? it I agree. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Because, you don't because it. even when you yeah, get into it, the rules aren't the same. Like, we talk they about aren't. Code 1. You know, you, it has everything you need, and it all applies to N4. And this sample game that's in both books... It sucks. Yeah. So that's like like 15 pages right there
1: of wasted space. It's wasted. Yeah. They didn't need to put it in there. I agree. Also, there's a lot of duplicated information through the rulebook. Like, uh, as a person who read, like, sort of straight through it, I found that there were a lot of places where you would read a rule and then it would ex- explain a tertiary or ancillary rule off to the side of it. And then that rule would have its own call out later in the book. Um, so there's also a lot of pages with duplicate information, but mm. that's actually fine because it makes the book more easy, easily read naturally. Like it's, instead of flipping back and forth constantly, you can sort of just leaf through it and read it. Um but some that might piss some people off, because it, it's like extra, it's like basically putting the same block of text in multiple spots in a book, rather than just having it in one place.
0: Yeah, you know, my thing though is I, I'm okay with that, because yeah, so I'm just too. looking oh, something too. up me real too. quick, and I can find all of the rules that are related to it. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that.
1: that. I'm just saying I think some pe- that's not what some people want. Sure. Um, sure. That, because I'm, different, different minds are different ways, and all three of us have ADD, right? Like clinically, yeah. so like all three of us, like uh, that, it helps. Like for a person whose mind is constantly wandering and and like not not necessarily of prime focus it's really nice that it's written the way that it is yep. for me no i agree with that because
2: i mean i i was take i was going to take it from the standpoint of like you're reading just a regular book and the author introduces you something very small that will be expanded upon much later like i appreciate that
0: so i'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with for it. sure yep okay cool those are actually all the points that i wanted us to hit on under that the only topic, thing so. I, the only thing i Perfect. don't like uh I, I don't like the index
2: because <laughs> it's not an index there's no it's index, not, there's no index. There's index. a Yeah, index.
0: I don't understand they, why they game call, companies do this. They Thank call you for it an index. Up. But can you imagine
1: an index for this game? No, it I would can't. be cavernous. It yeah. would be it would be so hard to read it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, pre, I actually prefer like just the, if somebody's like why would it be hard to write an index? Let me tell you right now, the the uh, table of contents has over 200 call outs. But,
0: that, but that's that's the problem. That's why you need an index and not just a cave, table of contents. Because a table of contents isn't done alphabetically. So you can't Correct. just look up albedo and know what page it's on. Yeah, so I can so go so just like, so where to are me, that teams? argument. That argument means that it needs an index even more. Right.
1: Yeah, but like if you look at the table of contents, each module is alphabetical. That, so if you go to equipment, the inside of equipment is alphabetical from 360 visor to X visor. Right, and,
2: that, and that's and that's fine, but the thing is, is what if you're a new player and you don't know an albedo is equipment? You just heard one of your friends <laughs> talk about it.
1: Fair, 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 fair. Uh, online wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which they do have, yeah. and they
2: are working on populating it with the N4 stuff. They are slowly yeah. working on it, it and yeah. it's good. It's good because it's done in the same format as the book, so it's it's easily oh, nice. it's easily translatable. It's the basically the box of rules that are in the book. It's the same exact boxes on the wiki. It's done very well. Cool.
1: All right, guys. So another thing that's cool. Uh, that we wanted to talk about was the Fluff book. Um, and I think this is both of your first time purchasing an Infinity Rule book, so this might have caught you off
0: guard. It did. It caught well, me I, off I, guard. I knew it was there, but it w- it brought me so much joy.
2: Well, so I ex- yeah. I expected it to be the smaller book. I didn't expect it to be the oh, bigger book. Yeah, it's the bigger book. book. Yeah, yeah, the bigger book. Like, and all, that made always, me happy.
1: I was happy about it. It was always a always the surprise. bigger book. Yeah. Uh, I, me too. I don't have my physical in four book yet. I will. Um... <laughs> And I'm very excited to read the N4 fluff. Like super
0: excited. Man, it's a it's Um, a it's a beautiful beautiful fluff book. Like yeah, I I haven't started yet. I think it might be uh, the best.
1: Man, I I don't so I don't want to like I don't want to discredit people like Jervis Johnson who write some of the best. Wargame fluff that has ever been written, Uh, but the Infinity uh, Fluff is very good.
0: And I'm not even talking about the quality of fluff, I'm just talking about the book itself. Like, the way it's laid out, the way it looks, and and in all honesty, I was thinking about it and I'm like, all right, everybody loves the GW fluff, right? right? And everybody loves GW books, but why do I feel this book so much more? And I realized what it was. What is it? It's not dark and there's not skulls on every fucking page. <laughs> like <laughs> Fair I, enough. I, I mean, you know like and I, a, and I understand that's the aesthetic 40K's going for but like it really gave me a different feeling opening up the book and it's not you know it, the pages are white oh, they're, not, right. they're right. not like gray colorful. and colorful you don't, and it's just you color don't want, you don't yeah. want
2: all your sci-fi to be grim dark sometimes you want some you know expanse some infinity
1: kind of stuff. Yeah, Inf- infinity is like the cross section of cyberpunk and anime, right? Right. right. So. And that's and
0: that's and that's just it, you know. Like and and the other thing too is the 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 pictures of all the miniatures that are in there. I love that they have like a balance between artwork and and miniatures. And the the pictures of the miniatures are super dynamic. Like you feel like they're a snapshot from a battlefield. And you know, again, comparing it to a GW book where everything's like trying to show you off the whole army you know these pictures are showing off uh two three models so you really get to yeah, look and at props
1: it. to carlos bastria bastria is who takes all those photos the, uh, so if you
0: know the the hype
1: man of infinity right. the hype man is also the photographer the miniature photographer
0: yeah and it's um, i mean it's glorious I, I i'm really impressed with it um i really like it and it's kind of nice to not see skulls everywhere
1: mm-hmm, for sure all right. Um, so yeah, the fluff book. Awesome. Super awesome. So let's talk about some other stuff. Things that we know uh, are noticeable or notable differences from code one to infinity and four. Right. So, and, and we're, we want to take this time to also talk about some of the uh, I, I talked at the top of the show about the uh, like nomenclature and the language of infinity and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that now a little bit um, so a main difference between code 1 and infinity is that info is that infinity as you as a hacking platform it only basically introduces you to what hacking is Um, Uh, what is hacking, sir? (laughs) That's the the thing. So (laughs) if you imagine like the 180 years in the future or whatever, 185 years in the future, and there are, uh, you know, we're all connected by this massive network um, called the MayaNet. Uh, There are, it's called quadratic attack or like quadratic sphere or whatever. So hacking are programs that individuals and remotes or, or AI controlled machines Uh, can operate, and they can do things like make enemies more visible to fellow troopers, or make it uh, easier for drop troopers to identify drop zones, Right, things like that. And and the way that this is all represented in the game, mechanically, is that you have uh, characters who can hack, and you have a roll, a willpower statistic, that you roll to essentially activate these programs on the battlefield. So if you think of it, it's just another way of attacking and defending.
0: So so really, really the way I always try to think of it and uh, describe it to people is that mm-hmm. it's essentially sci-fi magic. That's what I was about it to say. It is magic. I was like, it's yeah, Infinity's yeah, yeah. magic it's,
1: system. I mean, but what, I mean, that's that, that famous thing, right? Like... Uh, good technology is indistinguishable from magic. Right, exactly.
0: Right? Exactly. So
1: yeah, it, it is definitely magic uh, if you want to think of it that way. So if you can think about how magic works in other games, like mechanically how it's abstracted, that's basically how hacking works. Now, there are rules for hacking. So every hacker was, has what's called a zone of control. And really, every model has a zone of control which extends 8 inches from the model in every direction. Basically in a cylinder. Uh, and hackers can hack things that are in their zone of control or in the zone of control of repeaters which are pieces of equipment that can be deployed onto the battlefield um, and and anything that's in those spaces is fair game to hack based on different rules that interlace in them so when people when you hear people talking about infinity and hacking it's just the magic system for infinity
0: yep sci-fi magic um,
1: and how Code One differs is Code One only you only have access to two programs. One of them to lock down an opponent, and another to sort of light up uh, opponents for your team members. It basically makes makes your opponent's models more visible. Uh, and in Infinity, you actually have four hacking devices, uh, which are on your units profiles. That's now an, that's another word you'll hear a lot: profiles. And when Infinity. So when, when you hear that, uh, an Infinity player, so profile, a, a trooper in Infinity has a category. So we'll just go with a Pan-Oceania Fusilier as a standard thing. And, and when you find the Fusilier in the app, it has a, a main stat block, which gives you the equipment and core skills, and then a list of profiles for Fusiliers. And each profile can have different guns, and some have hacking programs. And what you'll see on these profiles is that hackers will be noted as having Having a, a hacking device or a killer hacking device um, or um, the Evo hacking device, right? And each one of these is loaded with different hacking programs. And there is a single one sheet where it tells you exactly what kits have what and what each of those do, does. Um,
0: so I, 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 th- I think one of the other things to point out here, uh, Kevin, is that compared to the last edition, uh, it's a whole different ball game. It's very different. Yeah, very different. But it, but it's, in a in a good way, right? Because in a good way. it it used yeah. to it was it it ended up being fairly uh, nitty gritty, like way too in the weeds, right? Like there were yep. some mm-hmm. programs that were so circumstantial that they just. They we never, never really got used, used right.
1: or there was another hacking program that basically did the same thing, so you never bothered with it. Yeah, I, I agree.
2: I mean, in, yes. in 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 three or previous editions too, you had you you could bring hackers and then have an ar- your opponent bring an army that just wasn't hackable because it didn't have heavy infantry, you know, remotes or tags, and then your hackers basically sit there and go, "Okay, well, I just spent points in this model for nothing now, but now right. there's rules so, they can use."
1: so now we're talking again we're we're starting to say words that the casual listener is like god damn it more of this infinity jibber jabber bullshit so let's let's rewind the tape for a second here and run it back (laughs) Yeah, so you said remotes, tags, heavy infantry, etc. So when you're saying that, uh, in Infinity, there are different classifications of troopers. So if you think about a game like Malifaux, Malifaux has not necessarily, they're not defined by the rules, but they are things that people say all the time. Like you have your beater or your scheme runner. Uh, And in a standard uh, rank and flank game, you have a hammer or an anvil, right? And you can think of those as similar things in Infinity, but there are rules attached to them. So you have your light infantry, medium infantry, heavy infantry, remotes, and tags. And so those are like different classifications. Remotes are robots, tags are tactical armored gear or big-ass robots is another way to think of them. And then your different troopers, which is basically troopers, with increasingly uh increasing armor and different levels of mobility um and 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 also things that go along with them in the rules like heavy infantry troopers are always hackable as an example um, and so that's, I just wanted to make sure we were defining what that means so that if someone's ever listening to it, people talk about infinity again, they're not just like, God damn it. And as you look at profiles, you know, every profile in infinity will tell you, it'll say H I M I L I tag or REM for remote. Um, so you know exactly what kind, or there's a, there's also one called peripheral, which is a little different, but you see them all and know exactly what they are, um, basically based on the, the rules that go along with them. Yep. Sorry, I just wanted no, to talk good. about that you're in good. context. You're,
2: you're better at remembering that than I am, so no, you're good.
1: Um. So guys, so the next thing I want to talk about, like a big difference between Infinity and Code 1, is that the the arsenal in Code 1 is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. You're basically limited to, um, the I would say, the core guns, a couple special guns and then um, mines and only one kind of mine too if I'm remembering correctly Um, so uh, infinity you get the full spectrum of weapons like so the cheat sheet for weapons in code 1 is one sheet and the cheat sheet for weapons in N4 is four pages (laughs) Um, So there's just a lot more weapons, and the reason there are more weapons is because there are lots of cool special rules that go into weaponry in Infinity, like there's multiple kinds of ammunition. and there are lots of different modifiers and range bands in infinity because in infinity a thing you might not know if you don't play is that uh one of the ways the primary ways that the game abstracts shooting at distances and what weapons are more effective is that there are range bands out to eight inches out to 16 inches out to 32 inches out to 48 inches and out to 96 inches and every one of those range bands Uh, your weapons are either better or worse at. And so having this larger arsenal allows them to make this really cool coverage, and it makes list building really interesting, because you're trying to bring weapons that cover your blind sides. You're trying to bring weapons that might be good against different kinds of defenses that your opponent might bring.
0: Yeah, one thing I just want to point out there uh, real quick, Kevin, is that there is the wide variety of weapons in Code 1. I think a mm-hmm. lot of what they, they reduced is the volume of ammo types. Mm-hmm. I think maybe more so than uh, specifically the weapons. Because I, like, I feel like when you're list building in Code 1, you're still taking into account all of so the, you, the ranges I, and, and, and all that. I could I mean, be wrong. We, I,
1: I hear you, but like there, so there's T two weapons, Vulcan weapons, plasma weapons, uh, sure, the, sure. The, right, the g- glue guns, Emirats, fast pandas, like all t- flash pulse, all sorts of guns that aren't in uh, in, in in Code One. Well, then all, that are in and four. All, I
2: mean, also remember, Code One right now is only four factions, so they may not be including weapon profiles for that are specific to the other factions. Because I know there's it. Some factions have unique weapons to their faction.
1: Sure, so, and that's true. Um, I just I just wanted to note right that there there is a yeah the, one of the things if you're if you're looking at transitioning from Code One into in four one of the things you're going to be playing with is a ton more weapons and part of that is even just the fact that there, it has a whole other uh, designation of weaponry which is direct templates which do, don't um and impact templates which don't really exist the same way as they do in N4 um, and things like suppressive and speculative fire which we'll talk about also and talk about right now uh, don't exist in code right. 1 and so speculative fire is exactly what it sounds like it's the ability to fire at a target that you can't necessarily see and you might be thinking like well what the hell is an example of that an example of that is throwing a grenade right Right. you might throw like a grenade over, over, over a wall and that's speculative fire um and so since there is speculative fire, now you have the ability to have grenades because you can't have grenades at all without rules for throwing them. Right. Um, and so that's part of it. And then inside of grenades, like now you have, you know, grenades that damage your enemies. You have grenades that damage your, uh, your opponent's electronics. You have grenades that make smoke. <laughs> like there's just all sorts of cool stuff that N4 adds in and like layers of complexity. Um, but also I was talking about suppressive fire, which is the ability to sort of like put your guy in a corner that he's looking out and then be essentially laying down fire into that fire lane, making it oppressive for an opponent to walk through it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then you're right. That is definitely something that is not code one, right? Because yeah. code one tried to get rid of all of the, the things that you didn't, uh, I don't know where uh, obligatory movements and stuff like that. So
1: right, right.
0: Yeah, I mean there there, um, there are certain ones in there. I do know I do know
2: that suppressive fire is in Code One. Uh, but you are correct. It's corrected. not. No, it is. It's not. It is. I'm I'm looking at the Nokin's weapon profile right now, uh, for Code One, and it's got the combi rifle traits suppressive fire.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't think it was in the rule book.
2: Yeah, it, like oh, heavy machine guns. So Yeah, Heavy Machine Gun, Marksman Rifle, Spitfire all have Suppressive Fire.
1: Interesting. Sorry, that's a big mistake on my part. I would have sworn to you before we started recording that Suppressive Fire did not have a rule call-out in um, in Infinity in code one and I, I mean i'm looking at the weapon traits now and none of the weapons say uh suppressive fire in the back of the rule book but either way even if it is in there yeah um, i mean it's on their that, app
2: i mean it may not have a rule for it but for some reason it's on their app so i'm just looking uh, at the app.
1: Are, did you switch into code one yes. mode yeah, or are I, you still in no mode? I, I
2: made sure i'm in code one i am only seeing four factions
1: that might be a uh a glitch in the app
2: it, and it very well could be so that's why i'm trying to put this caveat that i am in the app i'm not in the rule book. I'm just yeah. looking at the app, and I'm and I'm looking at Pano uh, Nis or uh, Nokin with Spitfire, um, or sorry, not the Spitfire, the Combi Rifle, and it has says Trait Suppressive Fire. So again,
1: interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Suppressive Fire is in Code One, but we'll just leave that ambiguous. I guess I don't think it is, but um,
2: as much stuff that had to fixed out of the the app already when the N4 launched, I would not be surprised if there's maybe a mistake.
1: A couple of mistakes they, they, and they got a yeah. lot
2: that they're going through and a lot that they're doing right now, so.
1: So let, let's talk about another another thing in, in Infinity and a, or in N4 that's a difference from Code 1. And, and this will trickle down into a couple different topics and that's in command tokens. So in at the start of a game of N4, you're, you're given a balance of four command tokens and there are some troop profiles that give you additional mm-hmm. uh, command tokens, but in general you get four. Uh, and these are an additional resource that you use through your turns in a game of Infinity um, to do things like re-roll certain kinds of rolls, or do what's called coordinated orders, which is uh, what allows you to like basically form a small combat group that can all perform the same action at once. Um, it can make it can let you turn uh, irregular orders into regular orders, and so this is a difference between N four and Code One, and it, also another piece of terminology that you'll hear. So. Uh, in, in Infinity, the way Infinity works, it's, it's an I go, you go system, so I, I take a turn, activate all my models, you take a turn, activate all your models, and what you do is you generate orders for your command groups, which are groups of models, in Infinity you only have one command group, so you, you generate uh, order tokens for each model. Uh, And those order tokens can be spent for any model because these are what are called regular orders. And those regular orders can be spent on any model in your force. So you might bring 10 models, you might generate 10 orders, but you can use all 10 of those orders on one unit. Um, And in in N4, there are irregular models. And irregular models don't generate regular orders normally. uh, And those irregular orders have to be spent on them. So if you have a troop who's a regular, it doesn't make an order that can, anyone can spend. They make an order that only they can spend. But this gives Corvus Belly a really cool thing to let lean on because what they can do is they can make some troopers that are so amazing, they generate both a regular order and an irregular order. Mm-hmm. Um and, and other things too, right? So that's, and these command tokens, again, one of those things you can do with them is you can flip irregular orders into regular orders. Right. Uh, But that also brings us into command groups. And so command groups are... are You have to spend regular orders on the command group, right? So I might bring 13 models, seven in one command group, five in one, and all 13 of those troops might generate regular orders. But the seven that are generated for the command group of seven, only that command group can use. And then the group of five can only use those five. And that's an important distinction. Um... But yeah, do you guys have anything to add for command tokens and how cool they are?
2: Um, now, I didn't see... I haven't looked at the rules for command tokens yet, uh, but do, do they still have the ability to affect uh, your opponent's order pools, or did they get rid yeah, of that? You can,
1: so at the beginning of a turn, you can spend an order. Uh, and there are a couple things that you can do, right? Well, you can remove two regular orders from your order's pool for the turn, uh, you can prevent the adversary from using more than one command token, or you can put one of your troopers on suppressive fire for the first turn.
2: That's a new one to inform. To that is a That's new, a new one. I remember that one being new, but I wasn't sure if they, because I, I know that there were some people talking about that they hoped that they, were, that they weren't going to get rid of that, and some people wanted the like two orders taken away thing to, gone. So yeah, sure so there, there's
1: basically, there's, there's three different kinds of uses for them, strategic uses, executive uses, and tactical uses, and those are the, the strategic uses we talked about. Right. So there's also executive uses, which are, uh, you, can, you can mid-game change a trooper from one command group to another, uh, and you can also cancel possession is another thing you can do with one. So, rather than having to c- like cancel possession with a ha- with an engineer, or hacker, or whatever, what, I don't remember the way you normally cancel possessed. You can use a command token to cancel it.
0: Gotcha. So for anybody for anybody keeping track, suppressive is not in code one.
1: All right, yay! Cool. It was an error in the error app. Error in the app.
2: So chops was not wrong. I did not contradict right. nobody.
1: Cool. It's all good. Um, so another difference is that that has added and a little bit more complexity is sectorial armies and fire teams. And this is going to be, I think, sectorial is probably the term as a person who's coming into Infinity that you get hit with immediately mm-hmm. and are immediately like, "What the fuck?" Um, it's just one of those things that it, you always hear sectorial, sectorial, sectorial. So what does this mean as a ooh, person? Ooh, can is I, getting can I answer? Game,
0: can I answer? Please do. Okay. Short answer. They're sub factions, mm-hmm. correct. It's all the sectoral is is a sub faction. So it, the the general term for the the main faction is vanilla, but in a in the sub factions in the sectorals, you get different options as far as your army build uh, lists, right? So uh, for example, combined army that I play, since they're a group, you know, a mixed group of of. Uh, aliens. Each sectoral is basically uh, an army dedicated to the different types of aliens that are part of the hege- hege- hegemon- hegemony? hegemony. Hegemony. Yeah. Hegemony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What what they said. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So and then it it allows you to have and there might be uh, s- you know some models that cross over between the different sectorals, but they might ha- also have different uh, numbers that you can bring them in. Right. So it, it does some really cool stuff. It it takes what uh War Machine is trying to do with uh Themeless and just steps it up a notch. Yeah,
2: and the cool thing too is that um your secto- certain sectorials may have access to mercenary models or models from other factions that the like the Vanilla,
1: the vanilla, army, vanilla doesn't. army
2: doesn't like I'll take Cosmoflot from Ariadna as as a prime example. They get um Knights of Santiago. Uh, but Ariadna as an army does not. And Knights of Santiago are a Pan-Oceanum uh, unit. So that's, that's a prime example of one of your sectorials getting an option from a completely different faction that the, the rest of your army does not get. Um, the other cool thing that sectorials do as well, too, is they allow you to develop what's called fire teams. Um, mm-hmm. these, are, these, these are teams that are of either from two, two models, three models, or five models, I believe is if, if
1: no, two, it's two, three, four, and five. Two,
2: three, four, and five. Okay, I, don't, I couldn't remember what the four was. I knew normal is normals five, then you've got duos and Harris's. I knew were threes, and I didn't know what a four was. I don't think well, there's specifically I think it's a four, the, there's
1: a different bo- but there's a bonus for having five,
2: right? So, and then what these, what these, uh, essentially what these fire teams do is allow all those models. To activate at the same exact time on one uh, order token. Now, with
1: some limitations. With some limitations. That's (laughs) what I was about to get into.
2: With some limitations, you have to denote a leader of the fire team, and the leader can be different every single time you activate the unit with an order token. So, um, and then that leader is the only one that's actually able to uh, to shoot in the active turn. Or return fire in the ARO turn. So you, may, you when you're activating, then you have to plan wisely on who you're going to make that leader for that for that link team for that fire team. And
0: then,
1: but there are wait go- second, wait wait
0: wait wait. I thought everybody got AROS in no. Uh, Unless they do, do no, they? they do? I all thought
1: all the, all members of the fire team get AROS, but the this only the single member is can can do uh, like firing actions.
2: Right. Okay. So, right. That's, that's what it was. That's that was my confusion. That's the firing action. The rest of them can still dodge or or things like that.
1: Right. Only the team leader can do things like take a ballistic skill action.
2: So, but then the other thing is you'll get modifiers for depending on how big your link team is or your fire team is, you can get modifiers to your ballistic skills, you can get modifier to the burst, so with the amount of uh, ammo you're shooting Shot out of your me. gun. So like if a, a heavy machine gun is burst four, if it's in a fire team that gives it the bonus to, for plus one burst, it now goes to burst five. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can get your, pl- your I think the max uh, ballistic skill is plus three. So if you're a ballistic skill 14 uh, model and you've got that plus three modifier, now you're a 17. Uh, so, so there are some pluses and minuses to take from it. Uh, the fire teams are definitely an advanced rule. Uh, Coruspelli themselves even say that it is a an advanced rule.
1: Yeah, fire teams it is an advanced rule, but it also gives you cool advantages it because does. it allows you to move. It allows you to spend a single order to move multiple units.
2: Yeah, I mean, so like if you've got a five man team, you've got one token moving five dudes.
1: Exactly. That you're not having to again, spend a command token to Only one to of do. them is firing, right? Correct. Only the Because there, there's there's different kinds of actions, but only the, uh, it's the support actions, which are like the fire actions and the hacking and beacons and mines and all that stuff. And only the fire team leader can do that, right. those actions. Um, And also all the members of the fire team have to activate, they have to follow the same pattern, right? Like they can't all do different
2: things. And they have to stay in coherency with each other.
1: Yes, and there, so there are limitations, but the fire teams, fire teams are one of the principal the uh, reasons for taking a sectorial army, and the one I don't think either of you mentioned, you might have, but I was reading, is that. Um, there is a statistic in your profiles called availability. Um, and that's how many numbers of a specific model you can take. And in, so in vanilla, you might have a heavy infantry trooper that you can only take one of in an army list, but a sectorial might let you take two or three or even four of them. Yeah. Paul
2: Paul did mention that one.
0: Yeah. You, you, you were, you were reading. Sorry. So the other cool That's okay. thing, But you, you described it a little better. You went into more detail. And
2: I, and I did forget about this. So, like, there are... Your models may gain special rules as well, too. So the Ticklebang in vanilla does not have the religious trooper... Um, a rule, and I think there's one other rule it doesn't have, but when it goes when into... It mili- in military it orders. It does, when it goes into military orders. Military orders, it gains religious, and then there's uh, one other special rule, and I don't have the, the rules for it in front of me, but it gets one other special rule. So that's another cool thing, is they can gain or lose special rules, depending on what uh, sectorial they're a part of as well, too. Which, cool. uh, which adds some flavor to them, which is really cool. And, of course, and even points costs can be different between the two, between vanilla and a sectorial.
1: Yep. And and that so that covers the why you take Sectorial armies and fire teams and and the, like, again the sub faction and and the, and the uh, benefits to taking the sub faction. Um, so the next, I think, big noticeable difference and, and, and worth talking about is the incredible array of special skills, equipment, and common skills that are available in N4 over, in, over Code 1. And so basically Code 1, right, is this like, it, it's like the, the, the soul and the essence and all the rules that were necessary for the game to feel like Infinity, but almost nothing extra. So there are special rules, there are common rules, and there are there is equipment in Code One. It's just an expanded list, and the best way to think about the the, the amount of skills and what the skills and the breadth of skills available and and in for is that if you think about. Uh, games that you've played and you think about a game being able to execute rules based on the premise of its theme uh, there's nothing better than Infinity. So if you think about a cool sci-fi rule like man I wish that you know we had not only smoke grenades but like futuristic smoke grenades that even made it so the cool visors that these guys can't see through like there are rules for those things in the game um, and also it's that Every question has an answer. Um, so generally in Infinity, you can't bring a list that counters everything, but there is something for everything. Like every question that a piece of equipment uh, poses, there is another thing that answers that question. Right. And that's what I think part of what the genius of the balance of the game is. Um, and each of the factions is just a different combination of the rules that the troopers have access to. Um, but man, there are a lot of uh, extra special rules that are in in four.
2: Yeah, there's um, as several opposed to several or, several or as opposed pages code of code one. Yeah, uh, it, I think. I mean, we're
1: talking about pa- page eighty two to page one twenty six. Yeah, I mean that's, that's <laughs>
2: what that's forty some odd pages right there
1: of special rules. Yep.
0: So well, like, and and it's all it's it's presentation right because if you think about it malifaux or any other game probably has just as many they just stick them on a card so They're not everybody has to worry about them. oh right?
1: yeah absolutely if if all of the rules in malifaux were all and all the special rules were printed in the book the book would be l- just as long right like easily as long
2: yeah so and so like kevin said at the beginning of the, of the show like don't don't let it the size of it be daunting like definitely st- sit down the models for your faction and look up at those rules because those 40 pages are special rules for every single model in the game. So you're covering what eight prime factions plus all their sectorials.
1: Yeah. You need to read pages. So you need to, so if you wanted to play infinity and you've played code one, right, you need to skim pages 15 through 60, I don't know, 68. And then the rest of it, you just start looking at your troopers and then start finding the rules in the rule book. Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was uh that's pretty much that's pretty much everything we had written that we wanted to talk about. So, if you guys have more topics you want to discuss, what do you guys want to get into?
0: Um I I'm just I'm just curious uh Overall, like what your opinion is on it. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's positive, but I'm I'm kind of curious as to what you think.
1: Um, I so I've said it before, and I don't know if I've said it on, on in chat before or on this, on like out out loud when we're talking. In that, I think if I had found Infinity as my first or even second miniatures wargame, I don't think I'd be playing as many games as I'm playing. Um, and part of me wonders if. You know, like part of the reason I'm still like dabbling in five systems is that I just haven't had a chance to start playing Infinity because this is the kind of game that like my brain just loves. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so much to chew on. If, if I think about it, it, it's like the miniatures equivalent of World of Warcraft. Like, I just want to swim in this game. Like, mm-hmm. learn and understand all of the subsystems and how everything works and, and list build and get everything, like, sort of, like, running the exact way I want to run it. Um, yeah, overwhelmingly positive. Like, I'm extremely excited about Infinity.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's I, I think I talked about it before, but that's just all added added bonus, right? Like that's all uh, you know extra for your extra value for your dollar, right? If the more you're mm-hmm. thinking about it when you're not actually playing, or the higher higher drive you have to paint your miniatures, you know that's all you know added value.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the other thing that's really cool, too, is like a lot of the games we play, like supporting them is like you're basically supporting a small team of artists, which also feels cool. This is like sort sort of related to what you just said, but maybe often on a left turn a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing they ask you for is money for the models. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that I say that and I, I want to make that important is that in this hobby, there are so many ways to spend money, and so many ways that companies try to get your money with like extra tokens or big books and all sorts of shit. And the only thing that they're asking you for is to buy the models. If they g- like the Corvus Billy literally gives you everything else.
0: Yeah, like like, like yes, we're we're talking about having the physical rule book and all that. If that's not mm-hmm. your game, if that's not your thing. You can go download it. Yeah, it's all it's all for free.
1: free. Everything for the game is free except the models, and they even tell you to proxy their models. Yes. So they're they're not. Not only are they saying like, please just support us by buying their our models, but you don't even have to buy that many because their proxy rules are like yep. it's basically you can proxy any model as long as it has the same size base. Uh, same <laughs> size base proxy
2: and uh, silhouette and silhouette. It, yep. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the only requirement they have. And, and that was, for me, as someone that hates proxying, that's been something I've had to hugely wrap my head around in this game um, and be okay with. And it's, and I, the, and I don't re- really,
1: hmm? go ahead. The reason for that, though, if you think about it, is totally practical. Because if they, like they Corvus Billy would have to manufacture thousands of models. Oh, they would. Like, because <laughs>
2: the amount of different weapon profiles that they have. Profiles, like, yeah. And, and that's where, like, I've started to try and, gravitate towards picking up models that just like have maybe just uh, close combat weapons in their hands and no ranged weapons because then I can go mm-hmm. okay yeah. they got whatever ranged weapon this. I want them to have and
0: yep. it's super yeah. simple well, that's why they have those right grat- like, that's the sole purpose of that type right. of, of it's, miniature it's
2: easy for my brain to grasp on them
0: yeah, if you see a model,
1: so this is a, this is a tip too, and you might hear people say Spec Ops as another thing that you hear, and it's a term that Infinity players will throw around, but if you see a Spec Ops model, that's what the models are. Like, Spec Ops models are meant to be proxied as other things. That is literally the only reason they're designed, is so that you can use them for whatever you need to use them for in your army. Yep. Um, so, yeah.
0: Potter, how about you? Yeah. What are your your, your uh, thoughts on the whole thing?
2: I mean, I struggled with, in, with N3 when I was first introduced to it, what, maybe three years ago? Um, and I, I, and coming back to it pre-COVID, getting into picking up Pano and, and playing the few games of N3 that I had, I, I think I think a lot of my like for the game right now is because of the fact that I think I had a very good base to teach me coming back into N3. The the guys in our local community that are building it here um, have been very patient and they've been very understanding and they've been great teachers. I think had I had that three years ago, I think I would be exactly where Kevin is right now and I would not be playing as many other games as I would. I would just be basically playing Infinity. I've thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, The game is thematic as hell. Um, it's a ton of fun. You can feel down in the dirts one second and then you're on top the next second. This, this game is, is brutal. It's it meant to be that way. You're going to lose a lot of models and so but the thing is is that next that next time that it's your active turn, you are going to cause your opponent to lose almost the same amount of models. It's just a brutal game and it's fun. It's very back and forth. It feels balanced. I am just enjoying the hell out of this game.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing how how that goes, you know, that, that back and forth. Um, you know, it's just like even, even when you think you're out of it at the beginning of the game and it turns out you're not, it's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. And there's, there's not many games where you get that. Like there's so many games out there where I feel like, you know, either like uh, I will say this the, to this day, 40K is very much whoever gets to go first usually wins the game. Um, War Machine, whoever gets that alpha strike off first usually wins the game. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this game is not that way. You know, it's there, there were games you and I have played in, you know, through the Code One experience where one of us was up at the, at the end of our active turn and killed a bunch, like three, four models off of our opponent's uh, table. But then the next turn, we just lost as about as much and then we ended up losing the game. Like there's, yeah. it's, it's, there's a very, very good, and flow to this game.
1: MD20s is a motherfucker. Yeah, they
2: are. <laughs> they are. They are either hot or they're not.
1: <laughs> I mean, and also like the ARO system is like that. The th- so, the thing that I like about Infinity, and I think my favorite thing, and I've, I've had this discussion with a friend that I've played with, is that. When it's your turn, there is almost never a right answer. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you just you just have seventeen wrong answers, and you have to pick the best wrong answer.
0: <laughs> it can
1: feel uh, that way, yeah. It it, it and, and and but that's not bad, right? The 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 thing that I'm trying to convey there is that this game is full of meaningful and difficult player choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, um, which is exactly
1: and, what you want. You do. The reason that we that I mean, I play miniatures games. Like, I'm not gonna speak for you guys, but the reason I play miniatures games is because of all of the tabletop games, they generally support the most difficult and meaningful player choices because of the like freeform nature of the way that the movement and interaction works in these games. Mm-hmm. And Infinity capitalizes on that to the absolute nth degree, if you will.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh
1: it it's just insane how deep the game is and uh how difficult, it makes itself, like, a, as just a decision space. It's just a huge decision space and all sorts of things to keep track of. And because of that, it, it, it also, it's like, a, so this is another left turn, it's a very personable game. Like, when you play Infinity, you have to be engaged in talking to your opponent. Mm-hmm. The rules, the game itself, the flow of the game, demands it. There isn't a game as interactive. Like, Malifaux might be close, but there just isn't anything as back and forth as Infinity. It just does not exist outside of the game. Yeah,
2: because you're always having to like signal your intent and always talk to your opponent about what your intent is, and you know how your opponent will be able to react to your intent, and then you can change it. Like yeah, it's there's there's so much actual talking. So if you're an introvert and you really don't like talking to people and you just want to sit there on your turn probably don't play infinity <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it'll you'll, you'll you'll either have a bad time or cause your opponent to have a bad time i mean i'm introverted
2: uh, but i enjoy this game so
1: yeah it, it's a the game but the game it's not like bad talking no right? it's like not, you're no. it's but and it, and it, when they when Corvus Belly says it's always your turn in Infinity, they really mean it. Like even when it's not your active turn, as long as you didn't completely fuck up on your last turn, um, everything your opponent does is as important for you yeah. because all of your models can react. Um, to or ha- I should say, all of your models have the potential to be able to react mm-hmm. um, based on where they are to your opponent's movements and what they do. Um, whether it's your hackers or your snipers or people that you've put in firing lanes, right? Um, and because of that, and because of that back and forth, it, it just creates this game that's intensely conversational.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the reasons why. So uh, okay, so let's let's talk about this real quick. Um, we've all been through edition changes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in in different games, and uh, usually they go to shit pretty quick. Uh, whether like, they're yeah. poorly received, or the company does something dumb, or the people, or or you know people are just cranky and bitter nerds as we will get and just complaining. And I've seen very little negativity towards this edition change. I think this is probably in all my years of gaming the smoothest I've ever seen a transition in a miniatures game. Yeah, I edition. think there's
1: definitely there's definitely been a little bit of salt there but like been, you right? can't avoid it on the internet, right? The internet is just like a salt-fueled hate device. So, uh, so, sure.
2: I will I will say that I I don't think that there's been a lot of negativity towards the specific rules that I've seen in terms of change. Yeah,
1: there's been some app bitching. There's sure. there's been some app
2: and then the and the limited insertion list going for terminated. So so essentially uh for for the, the listeners in, like as Kevin said earlier, you get the two different command groups. Before you could just make command groups as many as you wanted to until you got to you could fit your yeah three hundred so points. You yeah. points now you can only have two command groups and your second command group can only have was it
1: no you you can have you just it's any combination of fifteen models. thank you mm-hmm.
2: yes sorry yes you can only have a maximum up to fifteen models. Period between your two different command groups. So, mm-hmm. you know, one could have seven, one could have eight, one could have ten, one one could have five. Yeah, five. So, right. um, yeah. so that I know there's a lot of people in there because there is one specific, there are a few sectorials and or factions out there that are traditional kind of horde armies where they're in a, in a very skirmish level game. I think I know that there was, I, I think you at uh, Caledonia, which is part of Ariadna, could get to something like 30 models. Lots. 30, yeah. 35 this, models, which is obscene for this scale of a game.
1: Right, but as as so uh, deft and and crafty players have already pointed out to all of the the sort of like frontline bitchers as the, the app has come out that Corvus Belly didn't just like one-to-one transfer the profiles and abilities. They right. have Corrected list building like lists for that, like mm-hmm. people are like my Ariadna list doesn't work. Like, no, Ariadna just works differently right. now. Um, and and they still have a lot of the same tools, they just f- are you have to adjust slightly. Uh,
0: and I think one of the things like, they did overall with profiles is they stopped a lot of the models that like could take everything,
1: right? Yeah, they yeah. Did do that too. Yep.
0: So, which I think is a good thing because that makes you have to make more decisions. But, mm-hmm. you know,
1: we, we aren't playing the game yet. Like, the, the, the Y community isn't, like, getting a ton of reps in yet. So we don't know Hashtag a lot about COVID. game balance. <laughs> right. But you're right that the general response, I would say the general response to the game has been positive. Yeah.
0: yeah, I like I said, I still think, even with, you know, even with some negativity, I didn't say it was perfect, right? Even with mm-hmm. the, the complaints or or small amount of whining that's out there it's still the smoothest transition i've ever seen it's been pretty positive yeah i
2: mean i would agree with that i i would i would relate this to maybe the mark 1 to mark 2 transfer of war machine that was probably the smoothest transition of a, of an addition that i've seen uh, until this cuz yeah. mark mark 1 to mark 2 was very smooth it was very well received and, and cuz mark 2 is probably you regarded as the best version of war machine at the time so i i think this is probably just as smooth as that. And that was a long time ago as well, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a different world then.
2: Yeah. Um, and the internet wasn't, was, wasn't, was is, isn't, you know what I'm trying to say. Words, English. I don't speak it. <laughs> My yes, tongue doesn't want to work. The
0: internet is a, is a, is, can be a terrible place. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that's all I was thinking. I, I yeah. just was curious and about we've, that. We've,
1: we've done that. We've given it the uh, the old college hour or whatever. I don't know. I just, you know, made up two different phrases. <laughs> um, but, we you know, we've talked for a commute. Um,
0: oh, yeah. So
1: um, Infinity and in 4, um, I get basically gave my final thoughts. I'm really excited about Infinity. I don't, you know, it's hard to know what the future holds, especially for someone like me who is impossible to pin down. I will say, you know, I did play... Almost, ex- I played Malifaux almost exclusively for a couple years, and I could see very easily the potential for Infinity to be that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but only time will tell for me. And, and so that my, my final thought is that I'm very excited, and we'll see how that excitement carries me through the next couple years of Wargaming.
0: Wow, that's a pretty bold statement, though, thinking multiple years
1: yeah, I mean we'll see.
0: I mean I'm um, I'm, I'm with you on it. I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm with you on it. It just it's just weird hearing it out loud.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I mean I think I said this the other day when you and I played Paul. Like th- this is my game. Like I, this is all I want to play right now. Um, so
1: in my entire friendship with you guys and and the time that we've spent. Blathering into microphones. I have legitimately never seen either of you dedicated to a game that the way you are, Infinity, right now. Never. Yep. Like
2: to, to me, this feels the way that I was dedicated to War Machine when I lived in DC.
0: Yeah.
1: Like yeah. I feel that I, dedicated to this game. And we'll and we'll again we'll see how that carries us forward. Right. I don't think we'll become an infinity podcast. <laughs> no, I,
0: I, don't, I don't there's still uh, too we'll, much fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah. can't have a sub show, a sectorial show. That's what I was say. I was like,
2: wait, maybe there's a spinoff show
0: coming. But um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, we'll be still doing the same thing. I mean, I still love Crisis Protocol. You know, I still love yeah, Legion. Same. I still want to play those games. Um, I may just in in a sofi. I just may not play anything else besides those four and if you want to play those games with me schedule them ahead of time cuz it's pretty much the only thing i'm going to be bringing once you know gaming stores open is probably going to be infinity unless we schedule a game ahead of time not yeah. you know, that that's where i'm kind of at right now
1: yeah infinity is like you're going that's your it's it's beginning going to be your number 1 game yep. right
0: my number 1 and my number 2 <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'll be there playing with you. Don't worry. I mean, I'm three factions
2: in for a game that I haven't. I've got what five, five games under my belt.
1: I'm so proud of myself hearing you guys talk about that because I've only got the one. You're a jerk.
0: Um, yeah. you no. Know, yeah. And 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 realistically, if you count sectorials, I'm way deeper in than Chris. Oh, don't. I mean, and don't please, please don't don't break down. Kind of sex. embarrassing.
2: I've got two I've got two pano sectorials one Eugene sectorial and then I've got a an na
1: yeah I've got I've got two factions as a consequence of buying my first one right, right. because the way I bought o12 I couldn't I didn't really I, I also bought Shazvosti but really I'm playing o12 and that's my faction so but yeah anyway final thoughts Paul we need yours
0: I'm still painting infinity models so what's that tell you yeah that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is cool. I'm in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting getting more time, and I can't wait for COVID to be done. Same. That's yep. really what it comes down to. Is COVID is is making this far more difficult because we'd know more about the game and our feelings on it because we'd be playing. So we're playing yeah. a lot more than what we've gotten to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I think that about rounds us out. Uh, Thank you to, for all of our patrons for supporting us and all of that jazz. Uh, we appreciate it. So if you want to find out how to support us, go to patreon.com three men in a war game. Thank you to static as a city for all of the wonderful music at the top and bottom of the show. And if you want to follow us on social media, uh, it's three men in a war game. It's the number, not the word. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, And so you can see a lot of the stuff that we are working on and people on our Discord are working on. And come join our Discord because it's awesome. And you want to be hanging out there, trust me. Because I want to hang out there. Um, All right, so I think that wraps us up. Thank you for listening. Thanks, bye!
1: Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah.